Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, and I'm reading from verse 14. The Bible says, You're the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Uh, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father. When, that, when, when they see your good deeds, they're not going to glorify you. They're not going to glorify the religion you belong to. They're not going to glorify the church. They're, glor- they're going to glorify your Father in heaven because they're going to see your Father in you. One other scripture. Uh, it's a bit difficult to find in the Bible, but it's Genesis chapter 1. All right. So I know you've got time. I know just, just where we've got phones now, we can just go click, click. It's done. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. The Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. What were the first words that came out of God's mouth? Let there be light, and there was light. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your spirit, your presence, and we thank you for your word. We thank you that this book isn't just some old historical book, but it's a book that comes alive as we open our hearts to you, and it has the capacity to speak into our lives today and what we're going through, and that's our prayer today. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Just let there be freedom. Bind every preconceived idea. Father, just let there be a a spirit of wisdom and revelation, Father God, that we may hear, see, understand what you would have us to, Lord God. We know that without the spirit, these are just going to be dead words on a page. But where the spirit of the Lord is, these words become alive and they have the capacity to influence our lives today and also eternally. So come by your spirit, I pray. Father, let there be nothing in me that hinders the delivery of this word. I thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses me and us from unrighteousness. Be glorified today, I pray, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So we've been in a series this Christmas entitled Jesus, the Light of the World. Uh, Lights have always featured prominently uh, at uh, Christmas time. And I don't think it's an accident because Jesus is described in the Bible as the light of the world. Uh, There are quite a number of descriptions, metaphors that are used in the Bible to describe who Jesus is and why he actually came. And one of those metaphors or one of those names is Jesus is described as the light of the world. Jesus himself said, I've come into the world as a light. 
so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Now, how many people know that Jesus here isn't actually speaking about physical light or physical darkness? He's actually speaking about emotional, psychological uh, 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 light and darkness. It's a metaphor for the light and the darkness that we can experience in our own lives. More than that, it's also speaking about spiritual darkness. When the Bible speaks about light, it speaks about truth. It speaks about hope. It speaks about revelation. It speaks about illumination. We kind of talked about this last week that, you know, sometimes we get those aha moments where the kind of the light globe goes on, goes on, you know, in our in our minds. We see pictures of that. It's when we get understanding. When, when the Bible says that Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, that's what he's saying. So we can see things that we could not normally see with our own understanding. All of us are going to go through dark seasons in our life. Um, we're going to go through times in life where we can't see our way ahead, um, when we don't know what to do, when we don't see any hope for our future. Um, it, it, we can see with our eyes, but it feels like there's darkness all around us. I, I can't see a way through this situation. It's a sense of hopelessness. And that's what depression actually is. Depression is, is what we experience when we feel like there is no hope and, and, and despair. It's in those seasons where Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Um, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but is going to have the light of life that when we follow Jesus, that when we, when we begin to live our lives as a disciple of Jesus Christ, when we begin to follow His principles in His Word, um, what we begin to experience is light. He gives us hope and faith to help us see uh, through those, those dark times. And you may be going through a dark time this morning. My, my prayer is that you, would, that you would see Jesus in a new way, that He would be able to bring hope into your into your situation. Jesus not only said, I am the light of the world. Jesus then went on to say, you're the light of the world. First, Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And then, and then he turns it around and he says, no, wait a minute. You're the light of the world. Town built on a hill, as we read in our text, uh, cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine so that people may see your good deeds and worship God. Jesus wants to shine His light into our lives. First of all, Jesus wants to shine His light into our lives. He wants us to experience freedom and healing and forgiveness. He wants to reveal His grace and His mercy and His love. He wants to change us, transform us by His Spirit. But then He wants us to be agents of light wherever we go. I think it's easy to understand that we're living in a dark world today. The world seems to be getting darker and further away from truth. Whether it's political or moral or spiritual, it seems like we're turning further and further away from God. We're ignoring the principles of, of, of God's Word and, and, and turning away from God. And the question is, what is God's plan to transform the world? What is God's plan to redeem the world? What is God's plan to usher the truth and justice and righteousness? God's plan to transform the world is you and me. He wants to shine His light through ordinary people like you and me. He wants to use people like me, you and me to bring transformation into the world that we're living in today. 
As we read in Genesis, the Bible begins with the words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's, uh, it's one of the great verses in the Bible. It's one, of the, it's one of the great passages of Scripture in the Bible. It describes the fact that God was from the beginning, that God was the creator of the earth. And, uh, uh, and there's not a lot of ambiguity in relation to that. There's not a lot of questions and maybe let's have a chat about it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, either we accept that to be true by faith or we don't. Um, we're living in a world today that says in the beginning were particles, in the beginning was a big bang, in the beginning uh, there was something, it requires faith to believe in that and you've got a choice. You can either believe in, in evolution, oh, but that's science, it's not science because at the end of the day, uh, for the world to begin, there was nothing and then there was something and even if you believe in, in, in the, the processes of natural selection, you've got to start somewhere and, 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 and these particles that they say formed a big bang came from somewhere and if you believe that the particles were there from from forever then they have god-like qualities and so and so it's either in the beginning god or in the beginning particles you take your pick it still requires faith i believe in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth in the name of jesus and he came to earth in the person of jesus christ and he lived amongst us and he and he did miracles he taught he loved he died on a cross and three days later he rose from the dead now, the Bible goes on to tell us how God created the heavens and the earth. It says, now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. God here is describing what the earth looked like back, back, back then. He says it was formless. It was empty. Darkness covered, covered the earth. It covered, covered the world. And as we look at the world right now, uh, there's a sense where we're experiencing darkness, a season of darkness in the world. As we look at what's happening in the different parts of the world, there's a sense where there is darkness. A season of uncertainty, anxiety and fear and uh, economy looks bleak and war in the Middle East, protests throughout the world and war in, in the Ukraine and, and Russia that, you know, kind of just feels like it could, it, could, it, just, it could blow up at any kind of time and become something much, much bigger. And so what do we do in those times? What do we do in seasons of darkness? What do we do in times when it just feels like everything is, you know, hopeless around us? Isaiah says, let the one who walks in the dark who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord. What Isaiah is saying is that the way we deal with the dark seasons of our life, the way that we deal with the dark times in our life is to trust in God. More than that, trust in the name of the Lord. His name is powerful, that He is our provider, that He is with us. His name is Emmanuel. God is with us, that He, that he even in the darkest valley, He continues to walk with us. It's in dark times. The greatest thing that we can do is put our trust in God and to allow Him to see us through those dark times. The Bible speaks about physical darkness. It speaks about emotional darkness. And we've been speaking about that over the last couple of weeks. But the Bible also speaks about a spiritual darkness. And spiritual darkness refers to everything related to, to, to Satan, to the enemy and his dominion. We speak about the dominion of darkness, which refers to everything that God is not. Uh, it refers to rebellion against God, to disobedience uh, to God. It refers to a lifestyle that is not godly. The enemy promises so much and, and delivers the complete opposite. When Genesis says darkness was over the surface of the deep, um, it certainly speaks to a time that we are living in today where it just feels like there's a, there's a darkness in the world. 
um, there's certainly emotional darkness and a sense of hopelessness covering the earth at this time. There's no doubt about it. But if you look a bit deeper, the world has been in a spiritual darkness for some time. Um, the world has been in a, in a, in, in a time of darkness for, for, for some time now. The world hasn't been getting closer to God. The world has not been promoting the principles of God and, and the truths in Scripture, a way of life that is consistent uh, with what the Bible actually says and how we should, should be living our lives. If we see what's been happening year after year, even in just the last century, there's been a decline in morality. There's been a decline, uh, a blatant disregard for the things of God. It, uh, the principles of God have in many ways been mocked and it feels like there's a, there's a, there's a turning away from God. Um, look at what Psalm 2 says, which I believe describes the world in terms of how uh, we're living in over the last, uh, last few years. Speaking of the power brokers of the world, they say, let's come together and break away from the Creator. Once and for all, let's cast off these controlling chains of God and, and, and His Christ. It's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the mindset of the world. We, we, don't, we don't want anyone to tell us what to do. No one's going to tell us what is right and what is wrong. We just want freedom. We want to be able to do whatever it is that we want to do. And, and certainly that's the world we're living in. Not only is there, a, is, there a, is there a physical darkness, not only is there an emotional darkness, but there's also a deep spiritual darkness where people are turning away from God and turning away from the of the, of the on the, the principles of God's Word. And my belief is, is this strongly. And if you study history, you will see this again and again. When nations turned away from God, when nations rejected the principles of God's Word, when nations turned their back on God and stopped living by the principles of God's Word, those nations did not flourish. They began to decline and they began to destroy. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a greater nation that destroyed Rome. It wasn't a, it wasn't a more powerful nation that destroyed. Rome. What destroyed Rome was the fact that they gave themselves to immorality and to every kind of perversion that was that ever existed. That's what destroyed them. And you look through history and you will see that every nation that turned its back on God is a nation that began to be destroyed. But every nation that, that, that got closer and closer to God began to flourish and began to do well. One of the reasons why our nation as, 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 as Australia is still uh, uh, doing, doing well because at the core, at the foundation of our constitution, uh, what we believe, uh, 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 the, the sense of how we are structured, at the core of that are biblical foundations. Can I hear an amen? And that's why we continue to enjoy the freedoms that we do. You know, so I was I was I was listening today to uh, this week. Sorry, I was listening to you know people were saying you know uh, uh, there's enough resources in the world to feed all the hungry. There's enough resources in the world to 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 be able to supply all the needs that are required in the world. The world does not have a lack of resources, and yet there are nations living in absolute poverty. Yet there are nations that are, people are still suffering from, from the very basic sicknesses that, 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 that we would laugh at and say, well, how can people still be dying by some of these kind of sicknesses? And I'll tell you why that's still happening, because at the core, those nations are being led by, by people that do not, do not live by the principles of this word. The closer we get to God, the more we begin to live life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. He, Jesus said, I'm the way, just follow my way and you will experience life. In Genesis, the Bible describes what the earth looked like. 
in the beginning. It says it was formless, it was empty, and darkness covered the earth. And what I love about the scripture is it doesn't finish there. Because if it finished right there, it would be a pretty depressing kind of a scripture. But the Bible goes on to say, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. In the, in the midst of this darkness, the Spirit of God was hovering. I don't know about you, but that gives me a lot of hope. In Genesis, things were bad, but the Spirit of God was hovering. God was not absent. God was not distant. God was not disinterested. The Spirit of God was hovering. It was hovering over, 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 over the waters, over that darkness. The, the Spirit of God could see what was going on. And there may be some of you right now uh, that you're completely surrounded by darkness in your life. Doesn't seem to be a lot of hope. I want you to know that God has not abandoned you. I want you to know that God loves you, that He cares about you, that He has a plan and a purpose for your life, that, that you, you are not an accident, that God created you for such a time as this. And if you would realign your life with the principles of God, if you would come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you could live your life completely different. I want you to know that God loves you and cares about you, that the Spirit of God is hovering over your life, that God is with you, that He is for you, that He is right there on your side and that God will see you through no matter what you're going through today. The Bible says in the last days, God says, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all people. Now as Christians, as people of God, as people of faith, we know what the Bible says. We know what's going to happen in the last days. The Bible clearly tells us the Bible tells us that in the last days, people are not going to be lovers of God. They're going to be lovers of themselves. In the, in the last days, people are not going to get closer to God. They're going to turn further and further away from God. In the last days, people are going to, are, are, are going to look at what, what the Bible says that. No, we're going to do the opposite. In the last days, things are going to get darker. Uh, I remember one time going to the shopping center. As I'm walking in, supermarket, uh, I saw this lady with the T-shirt at the back. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a brand called Obey. Well, she had on the back of her t-shirt, disobey. <laughs> I thought to myself, well, it's not bad. It's disobey, you know, it's cool. <laughs> it's a statement. You know, you don't just wear a t-shirt like that just for fun. You know, it's a statement. I thought to myself, I didn't say nothing, all right? Say, Pastor Joe, you're amazing. Self-control. I thought to myself, yeah, why don't we just walk into this supermarket right now and let's all disobey. How's that going to look? Let's just grab some stuff, walk out of here. Let's disobey. What's that going to do to the world we're living in? What's, what's that, what's that going to do? If we, drove our, if we drove on the roads and started to let's disobey. You think the world is going to be a better place or a worse place? Many of you already disobey this. <laughs> uh, uh, bow our heads in a word of prayer right now. Um, it's not going to be a better world. It's, it, it's, these principles here are, 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 not, are, not, uh, are not there to, to make us miserable. They're there so we can experience freedom. Uh, freedom without truth and values leads to slavery. It's, it, freedom without the principles of truth and value doesn't, doesn't give us freedom. It actually gives us slavery and, and this, this, this bondage, this, 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 uh, this feeling down and oppressed. Instead, where there's truth, um, there's, we can experience the freedom that God wants us to live. 
Spirit of God was hovering. And the Bible says in the last days, God says, I'm going to pour out my Spirit. It says in the last days, things are going to get darker. So don't be shocked and don't be surprised because the Bible tells us, but the Bible also tells us that in the last days, God says, I'm going to pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men and women will see visions even on my servants. Both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit. I'm going to show wonders in the heavens and the signs of the earth below. The sun will be turned into darkness, moon uh, to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. There is a day that's coming when Jesus shall return. The Bible tells us so. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord there's power in the name of the Lord. There's healing in the name of the Lord. There's salvation in the name of the Lord. There's restoration in the name of the Lord. There's a release from, from, from all the stuff in the, in the name of the Lord. That stuff in the past. There's, there's healing, physical, emotional, and spiritual in the name of the Lord. And whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. As bad as things are in the world right now, the real problem is not the wars in the world. It's not political instability, the economy. The real problem in the world is the spiritual darkness. There's a spiritual darkness. There's a turning away. There's a turning away from the things of God. There's a blatant rebellion against the things of God. There's a war happening in our world right now. There's a, there's, there's a, there's a war going on right now for the minds of our young people. There is a war happening right now for the minds of our children. It's happening in the world we're living in now. We're living in darkness. It's a spiritual darkness. And how does God deal with all of that darkness? He's not absent. How does God deal with the spiritual darkness? It's not like God is in, oh, well, kesera, sera. It's not, it's, not, it's not what God is saying. How does God deal with the spiritual darkness in the world? I believe that He deals with it the same way He dealt with it from the beginning. See, the first, very first words to come out of God's mouth as he looked at the emptiness and the disorder and the darkness. Verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. Right here's the answer for the world we're living in today. See, the first three verses of the Bible are packed with truth. God is the creator. The world is filled with darkness. And the answer is the light. God is the creator. The world is filled with darkness and God is the light. See, the way we do with darkness is pretty simple. All you need to do is turn on the light. The way, the way we deal with darkness is pretty simple, and it doesn't take a lot of light to dispel the darkness. All it takes is just a little bit of light, and we can dispel the darkness. We don't deal with darkness by talking about it, by saying how bad it is, how dark it is, by arguing with the darkness, by fighting with the darkness. The way you get rid of the darkness is just turn on the light. It's pretty simple. Just begin to turn on the light. So what's the answer for the darkness in the world today? What, what, is, what, is, what is the answer for the world? What is the answer for the world that we're living in today? What is the answer for the problems of the world today? What is the answer? The answer is found in our text. Jesus said to the disciples, you're the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. So neither do people light a lamp and, and hide it. Instead, they put it in a place where everyone can see. Jesus gave a command to his disciples and it's a command that applies to you and me. It's a reminder of the purpose of the church. 
That the reason why we exist, our mandate, our mission, our vision as a church, we are first and foremost called to be the light of the world. We are called to be the light of the world. The answer for this dark world is, is Jesus as he shines through you and me. As he shines through you and me. It's the church of Jesus Christ reflecting the love of God. We are, we are reflectors of the love of God and the grace of God. We are the hands of Jesus, the feet of Jesus. I just love the fact that in the last couple of weeks, you know, we gave away some packages, you know, to people that were, were in need. And, and you know, I, I, as I hear all of that, I, it just, it, I, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm moved by that kind of stuff. I said, we should be doing more. Can I hear an amen? Um, uh, my mind starts to go, no, there's, there's, there's people out there that, that, that need hope in this, in this season. And, and, and we as a church are called to be the light of the world. It's because of what Jesus has done in our life. We cannot but reflect his love and his grace and his mercy. How good has God been to us? The answer for this dark world is you and me. It's the church of Jesus Christ. Reflecting the grace of God and the love of God. We're called to be the light of the world. Notice what Jesus goes on to say. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light. Church is never meant to be a group of people that just meet in buildings once a week singing songs. Kumbaya. That would be like lighting a lamp and putting it under a bowl. Jesus said, no, if you light a lamp, you've got to put it on a stand so everyone can actually see it. The biggest concern I have with the church is that we, at times, have become egocentric. Um, we, ju we just love this so much that, that, that we, we, just, we just enjoy this and we think this is, this is what it's about. The reality is the church was never meant to be about you or me. It was always meant to be about shining the light in the dark. And please don't misunderstand me because I love what we do every week here at church. It's what brings us back. The church is a place of worship is crucial. Gathering together is powerful. There's just something about coming together as the church of Jesus Christ. The Bible says with two or three gathered together, there I am. And what makes the church special, what makes the church significant. It's not the building, it's not the name, it's not the music, it's not the speaking. It's the presence of God. That's what brings us back. The corporate anointing is amazing. The fellowship, the presence of God, it's critical to our walk with God. But listen, the danger for the church is that we, we think this is what it's about. We, we think this is what it's it. And so far from the truth, church was always called to be the light of the world. I love the way the message translation says it. It says, let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as a public as a city on a hill. All throughout the Bible, we're challenged as people of God to be the light. And the way we deal with the darkness in the world is just, just be the light. <laughs> Start to, the way we deal with the darkness in the world is just, is, is just be the light. Be the light. This week, I was uh, talking to someone and um, uh, talking to this lady and, and she uh, we're having this conversation, and, um, and then during the conversation, she starts swearing. And then she realized she's talking to me, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't, say, I, didn't, I didn't say an absolute word. I didn't say a word. I've never said to this person, hey, listen, you know, I'm the pastor of Life Christian Center, and if you want to talk to me, no swearing. Okay, that's the rule. All right? So just letting you know, that's the way things are. I've never said anything like that at all. Oh, oh, it's just, hi, how are you going? And so on and so on. I um, assume she knows that I'm, I'm a pastor. Anyway, she swears, I'm really, really sorry. 
I said, oh, that's okay. There's no stress. It's no problem. I said, but, but, but here's the thing. Just, just the presence. I didn't say nothing. I'm not condemning. I'm not judging. I didn't, nothing. But just our presence. Just change the language. Just change the language. Change the language. Change the conversation. I don't think it's for the worse. I think it's for the better. Can I hear an amen? I don't think a, a, a room filled with swearing is going to be a better room than a room filled with no swearing. Can I hear an amen? Is, is that true? What I'm, is it true what I'm saying? Some of you look at me like, no, Pastor Joe, you're just swearing. He's okay, you know. I mean, <laughs> amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer right now, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, we're not here to judge. Jesus never called us to judge. We're just called to be the light of the world. Called to be the light of the world. No, if you're going to have a conversation about gossiping and so on. No, I don't want to be part of that conversation. I want that conversation to change. We're going to be in talking about rubbish and, and, and immorality and, 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 and rubbish stuff. I, I don't want to be in a conversation. I, I hope someone will say, no, well, I can't talk about that when he or she is around. We're called to be the light of the world. You're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. If Jesus was here, he could only be in one place at one time. If Jesus was here physically, he could ever only be in one place at one time. But he is the genius. Jesus said, I have to return so that the Holy Spirit can come. And when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in our spirit. It's called the miracle of salvation. It comes and dwells in us. And the Holy Spirit's job, the Holy Spirit's role, the Holy Spirit has one main focus, and that is to form Christ in us. When we give our life to Jesus, when we invite Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior, uh, we are saying, I want to be like Jesus. I want to think like Jesus, act like Jesus, behave like Jesus. I, I want to be everything that Jesus was. And the Holy Spirit begins to form Christ in us. And that enables us to be Jesus wherever we are. And now Jesus is not just in one place at one time. He's all over the place all the time. How? Through you and me. Through ordinary people like you and me. How can we be the light of the world? Let me give you a few very quick thoughts. Number one, we're responsible for the light in the world. Let's just make that really clear. God's strategy to dispel the darkness in the world is not the political system. It's not the education system. Oh, we've got, we got a new prime minister. This one's going to change everything. I don't think that's God's strategy. Thank God for the political system we have in this nation. And pray for our leaders. The education system isn't going to change the world. The scientific world, the business world, God's strategy for dispelling the darkness in the world is you and me. Isaiah 60 says this, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. God's plan to dispel the darkness is you and me. God's, God's, God's plan to dispel the darkness is our city, our community, our workplace is you and me. Number two, we're responsible for our brightness. In other words, we have the capacity to either shine brighter or shine less. How do we, how do we shine brighter? Well, the greatest, way to spend, the greatest way that we can shine brighter is to spend time with Christ. Spend time with the light of the world. And we will shine brighter. Um, 
How many people know those glow-in-the-dark things, you know, those, those glow-in-the-dark toys that we see around this time of the year? And, you know, you put you, you well, not the glow-in-the-dark ones. There's those, those other ones where you, you put them next to a light, you know, in the 10 seconds, and then, and then you put them away in the dark and they shine for about 10 minutes. That's what we're called to do. If you want to shine, spend some time with the light. When Moses went up the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments, the Bible says he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with, because he had, he was not aware that his face was radiant. His face was radiant, says the word, because he had spoken with the Lord. The more time we spend with God, the more we will shine. The Bible says in Acts of Peter and John, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. They were blown away and they took note because these guys had just done an amazing miracle, uh, a paralyzed man coming back to life. And they looked at these guys and they go, who, the, who are these guys? They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. What enabled them to be used by God in such a powerful way they noted that they had spent time with Jesus. If we want to shine brighter, if you want to shine brighter wherever you are, the greatest thing that we could do is just spend time in the presence of God. Just spend time with Jesus. Well, Pastor Joe, what does that look like? Um, you know, some people have crazy concepts of prayer, but prayer is just simply talking to God. It's just talking to God. It's learning to talk to God. And the, more, the more you spend time with Him, the more you become like Him. The Bible says this, bad company corrupts good character. Bad Be careful who you spend time with, you're going to become like them. Good company develops good character. And if you spend time with Jesus, you will become more and more like him. If you want to, the, the brighter, the, the more you spend time with him, the more of his light will shine inside of you. Thirdly, we also need to choose to live in the light Paul said to the Ephesians, at what time you were in the dark, but now you're in the light because of what the Lord has done. You used to live a certain way. You don't live like that anymore. Now you live in the light. Live like children of the light. Live like, do the things that Jesus would do. Live like children of the light. Number four, we shine by doing good things. Text says in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. They may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Notice it doesn't say when they hear your good preaching, it doesn't say when they see your good buildings. Or when they read your doctrines, it's going to transform them. Jesus said, when they see your good deeds. People today want to, want to, want to see Jesus more than here. Unfortunately, we live in a world where the media is not Jesus-friendly. We live in a world where the media is, is anti-God. <laughs> it's part of the darkness. I'm, I'm astonished. You watch these documentaries, right? Oh, we're going to do a documentary on the church. They go and pick this church in the middle of the, I don't know, in the desert somewhere in some 
corner. I was watching this documentary on the ABC. Is this guy? He goes and picks this church. I, I'm thinking, but these, I'm thinking these people are crazy. It's the media, but they do a whole documentary on this on this crazy group of people. And that's what's, inf that, that's what's influencing our minds. Unfortunately, the world is being influenced by this drip that says the church is bad. The church, the church just wants your money. The church is boring. The church is this. The church is that. The church is that. And you know, uh, there are some churches that are crazy. But by the grace of God, the majority are doing a great work in the name of Jesus. The media isn't going to come and do a story on a church that's been serving for 50 years and giving out, serving the needy on a, on a Friday night and, and giving out packs and doing the best that they can and guiding and leading and, you know, uh, uh, living on, you know, squeezing every cent out of a dot. You know, they're not going to do stories on, they, those kind of stories don't sell newspapers. But let's find that one. Um... And so because of that, we're living in a world whose mindset has been influenced by some of this. And so people want to see more than hear. And Jesus said, when they see your good deeds, they will glorify God in heaven. Edgar Guest wrote a poem called The Living Sermon. It says, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one would walk with me than merely tell me the way. The eyes are, are a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but example is always clear. The best of all the preachers are the men who live their deeds, their creeds, for to see good put in action is what everybody needs. Jesus changed the world in three ways, by who he was, by what he said, by what he did. His character, his words, and his actions transformed the world. How can we be the light of the world? By having the character of Jesus. We don't have to be perfect. None of us are perfect. We're on a journey. We're on a, we, our goal is to become more and more like Jesus Christ. No, no, if, no one is perfect and we're not perfect. But by God's grace, I'm a little bit more like Jesus today than I was yesterday. I, I, I want to pray that because I was in church this morning, I'm just a little bit more. One of the reasons why we gather like this is because we're praying, Lord, help me to be just a little bit more like Jesus today. Help me to think a little bit more like Jesus. Help me to see what Jesus would see. Less of me, more of you. We need to have the character of Jesus, being like Jesus, speaking the words Jesus would speak. Every time we point people to Christ, speak about Christ, do good, speak truth, speak words of hope, stand against sin, feed the hungry, help the poor, the light gets brighter. Every, every, time, we, we, every time we speak the Word of God, the light gets brighter. Every time we do things that Jesus would do, the light gets brighter. Why is it so important that we shine? Because every time we shine God's light, people have hope. Marriages are healed. Lives are changed. People are made whole. People are rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. The way we deal with the darkness is just turn on the light. Jesus said, I'm the, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me, believes in me, shall never walk in darkness. What a powerful scripture. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. 
whoever, whoever follows me, whoever believes in me, whoever puts their faith in me, they're not going to walk in darkness. Um, I live in a world today where uh, depression and so on is a sense of hopelessness um, about the future. And Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. If you, if you put your faith in me, I'm going to help you work through that. I'm going to help you work through that darkness. Because I believe a lot of that has got to do with the fact that we've, we're not aligned with this. I believe a lot of the, a lot of the stress, a lot of the, a lot of the, the depression and the, uh, is, you know, I, I believe one of the reasons why we are sinking like that is too much time on Instagram. Oops. Too much, too, too much time looking at what everybody else has, wishing we had more, never being happy with what we have. Always wishing we had more. It's affecting us. And we look at what we got, it just doesn't measure up to those photoshopped photos. <laughs> Watch them come out over the next few days. Ooh, it's going to be a few. Jesus says, if you believe in me, I'm going to show you a way that's going to lead to real joy, real peace. I'm going to guide you. It doesn't mean you're never going to have any challenges. It doesn't mean you're never going to have any, any, any problems. It doesn't mean that people are going to, uh, you're never going to experience hurts or wounds. But Jesus says, listen, if you follow me, I'm going to show you a way to deal with those hurts and wounds. I'm going to show you the way of forgiveness. It's not a popular way, but I'm going to show you a way. The way of forgiveness, it's going to set you free from all of that. It's going to set you free from it. I'm the light of the world. Whoever believes in me shall never walk in darkness, is what Jesus said. And then Jesus said, you're the light of the world. I'm the light of the world. And then he said, you're the light of the world. I wonder if we could see our workplace, our community, our city, our nation with spiritual eyes. How bright would they be? Sometimes wonder if Life Church was raptured tomorrow, would it change the brightness in our city? Can we all pray together, Lord? Would you help me to just shine a little bit brighter? Would you help me to shine a little bit brighter? Would you help me to be a bit more like Jesus? Do the very things that Jesus would do? Would you just help me to be a bit more like Jesus? One of my prayers every day, help me to be like Jesus. It's a prayer I pray every single day. Help me to be more like Jesus. When Moses came down from the mountain, they said, put a veil over your face. You're too bright. Wouldn't it be nice if people said that about us? We used to sing a little song in the kids' church. It said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others. So that the commendable things you do, says the Bible, will shine as light upon them and that they will give their praise to your Father in heaven. I pray that that's what we would do. That we would make a difference in our city and nation. Will you stand with me? I just pray because there might be some people here in a in a season of darkness today, Holy Spirit, would, would you shine? Holy Spirit, would, would you come alongside? Holy Spirit, 
Would you send your light? Holy Spirit, would you send your truth? Holy Spirit, just come. Just come. Do what only you can do. Do what only you can do. Just just shine your light, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let hope begin to rise. Let faith begin to rise. Father, I pray, let, let us begin to see our lives as you see them, Lord God. These people here, they don't know who you are, Lord God. I just pray that, Father, that, that there would be a revelation of who you are. That this Christmas we would draw nearer to you in a greater and a deeper way. And Lord, let us be the light of the world. Let us be the light of the world. Let us be the light of the world. Let us as a church, Life Christian Centre, never ever misunderstand why we exist to be the light of the world and use us for your glory I pray use us to be the hands and feet of Jesus we pray even as we go even as we go today Lord God into this week open our eyes help us to do the very things that you would do this is our prayer and we ask it in Jesus name and all God's people said God bless you